Uh, okay, it's April. April 24th. Uh, lost a friend this weekend. Uh, passed away. Uh, Roy, guy I knew for a long time, but, but had recently, well, in, in the past decade, just sort of lost touch with him. And he passed away. He's very young. Uh, he's probably in his, uh, he's only a few years older than me, not even 50 years old. Passed away unexpectedly. I don't even know what it was. I don't, complications to, with some illness that which should not have been that serious, I think. Un, very unexpected, very tragic. Uh, and that is doing. Processing that this weekend was very, uh, it's been harder than, than I, I, I mean, of course, when somebody dies, it's, it's uh, dependent on the level of, of closeness with you. It's, it's different. Processing the grief is different. Um, this was a person who I was very fond of and spent many years being very close with, I think. I, I, I would have considered it a close relationship, but, but circumstances being what they were at the end, I, I lost touch with him over a decade. And I think the circumstances uh, that led to me losing touch with him were Roy and, and, his, and his wonderful wife, who I adored, everybody adored, and losing touch with a group of friends that were sort of connected with Roy and all, and all of those relationships have sort of become uh, 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 peripheral. You know, they're not, they're, not, they're not my main relationships anymore. They're not, they're not friendships that they, that they used to be. My, whole, my entire life used to revolve around a group of people and one of those people was very important was Roy and, and, and he's, he's since moved away he went back to the east coast and, uh, and passed away unexpectedly this weekend and my heart is it breaks really for his beautiful wife and, and who was uh, God, how many years did she get with him she only got like 10 years with him they were married sort of, you know, in their 30s, and uh, she didn't get that much time with him. I mean, that's not what you expect when you get married, right? To have somebody, to lose somebody that way is, is uh, it's heartbreaking. And I, uh, so I've been processing that grief, which is, it's, it's difficult because I, I didn't talk to Roy a week ago. I talked to him a decade ago. The last time I talked to him, and the last time I talked to him wasn't it wasn't it didn't it didn't mean it at the time I didn't realize that would be the last time I talked to him because well the circumstances are interesting I suppose and, and really part of processing this grief is processing the unresolved issues from the circumstances. Uh, they all revolve around my divorce from my wife, my ex-wife of, of years past. It's been over a decade now. But the damage, you know, of, of a divorce, it, it has a, a, a ripple effect. It's like, a, it's like an earthquake. There's an there's a epicenter to it, and then there's a, a bunch of peripheral damage there. And, and that's, that's how that works. And in therapy, you know, I was talking at the time when I was when I was splitting up and and, pro and going through that 
and the, the very beginnings of that uh, in, in therapy, I was talking like, well, I got to figure out a way to have these friends and, and make this work because she's going to be there and, and we got, we're not friendly right now. We're in a bad place and I, I, you know, I need to figure out a way to you know, be able to stay in touch with this very large group of people who were all interconnected in a web you know, is it, is it was like a, uh, anyway, I kept saying in therapy, I want to be able to be connected, and, and my therapist kept saying to me, you know, you have to understand that, that divorce has many casualties, it's not just your relationship that ends, there are a lot of things that must end, and that, that, that will not carry on, because because you're severing this, this part of your life, and that there is, it's not reasonable to expect that there wouldn't be other casualties there and I, I never really considered that honestly I mean it comes up when you break up you know who gets to keep the friends and all that dumb stuff but th there's a truth to that there's a re real reality to that and people who are in friendships with a couple they don't know what to do when the couple splits up. I've been in this situation recently. I, do. I don't know what to do. I want to show my love and support to both people equally, but that's just not how that works. It's unfortunate. You've got to pick a tribe. You've got to pick your side. Whether you want to or not, it's, it is unreasonable, as my therapist said, to expect that everybody goes on about their business like nothing happened. Anyway, what was my point there? I, uh... Okay, I met Roy in the late... mid-90s because of my ex-wife. When I met her, I met a group of people she knew. It's a large group. 10, 12, 15. Lots of people, right? Some of them I, I would see occasionally. Some of them I would see often because she was very close with some of them. Roy was one of those people. Uh, so I, I know him from way back. And uh, my relationship with my ex, it lasted a good, a good I don't know, 9, 10, 11 years uh, from the very beginning. And uh, so my relationship with Roy, also that long, there were points when I didn't see him very often and there were points when I saw him very often. When he got married, uh, he got married, you know, uh, I don't know, 2006 or seven, something like that. I was in his wedding. I was one of the groomsmen. I went to his bachelor party. I, I, I helped kidnap him from his house in the limo where they picked him up for his bachelor party. I, uh, I, I, I drank whiskey with him before he said his vows. I, uh... God. And we were... He picked me up a couple times and we had a long drive up, up to a place where we were doing a film shooting and, and had a long discussions. I went camping with him and his wife and, and a, the group of people. I mean, it's a large group of people. It's not like him and I were best friends. It's... It's more like of the people that, that are in that group, he's one of the most memorable for me and, and somebody that I cared about and, and somebody that I could relate to. And I thought we had a connection. So Roy moved out to, the, to California probably in the, uh, 
early 90s with his friend Al. They both moved out from uh, New York. I didn't know them in New York, but I knew them. But we, we, you know, we connected maybe because of that. Now, Al is a volatile sort of guy, but I like him too. I I like him a lot. He's like a big brother type. And I think that uh, Roy was like a little brother type, you know. They're both strong, uh, sort of semi-aggressive men, which is not usually what I (laughs) gravitate towards. But for some reason, you know, we got on. And I like Al a lot, too. I always did. Always liked him. Al was more creative, and the both of them very creative, Al. And Al and I had a lot of conversations about, about, you know, writing and, and storytelling and whatever. And this big group of people, they would do live-action role-playing, you know, LARPing, which I'm not into, but it was very fun to observe. Uh, and they were all in their, you know, mid-20s or whatever, and it was, a, it was an interesting time to have met them. And in a way, they were a group of friends that I never had. I never had a big group of friends like that. And Alan Roy were an important part of that. So what happened? About the last year, when, uh, when I graduated from college, I'd had a really hard time getting through college. And one of the uh, casualties of my college experience was my marriage. It broke up. It started to... It was never good. I will, I will readily admit that it was never good and never right. And when something's not right and you don't know it, it hurts. It's hard. But I know now that it was never right. And that experience of going through college late in life and all that and all the hardship of the money problems and the, the emotional difficulty and the stress, it, it just broke what was already cracked, you know? But during that group, during that time when I was in college, it was probably the best time I've ever had with that group of people, Roy included, because during that time he got married to his beautiful wife and, and they were very happy together and she was so great. And they had a house out there in Monrovia and, and I would go visit them on the weekends and stuff like that. Now my ex would, was in a weird place and she didn't always go. So a lot of times it was really fun for me and, and weird for me to think about her at home. What was the point of that? Well, it, it was a strain. Uh, everybody would always ask about her and I would say, I don't know what, she, she didn't want to come. But I have to make something up so she went, she didn't look bad. <laughs> How nice. Oh, God. What's your point? <clears throat> After that, we were all tight at that point. Tighter than we'd been in years because, uh, you know, uh, we had all kind of moved away from each other. And the group kind of got back together. They started going camping together. started spending time on the weekends doing, like, barbecuing and stuff like that. It was, it was like... Enable shit, you know, stuff that I had never had in my life, you know, a group like that. Never had that. Uh, so we got close, and that's when I was in the wedding, and, and, and I felt like, you know, there was a real relationship there with, with Al, with Roy, with other people. So what happened is, at some point, uh, my ex asked Al, who was looking for a place to live, because his apartment was at least was up and they were gonna he was losing roommates and he, he wasn't working out whatever he was living in she asked Al if he wanted to move in with us because we needed a roommate to pay our rent in, in LA uh, she didn't consult with me about this 
because at the time I was saying, I was thinking very seriously to myself about ending this marriage. And that was a hard time and a hard decision that I was coming to. And I didn't want to bring him into that, into the middle of that. Because I was already worried about what would happen to her if I just split like an asshole. Which I was seriously considering doing. Because there were a lot of problems that I won't go into. It wasn't just because I got, you know, the, the itch and I needed to run. Okay, it was because of stuff. Things and, and circumstances, whatever. <clears throat> I didn't want to bring in Al into that. But the discussion did not go my way. Al ended up moving in. He stayed with us for uh, less than a year, I think, because that's... In the, before I brought Al in, I consulted with him and I told him, look, I don't think our relationship is going to make it. I haven't talked to Lisa about that, but I don't think our relationship is going to make it. And he said to me, well, I got nowhere else to go. So that was that. And what ended up happening is when we split up, Uh, when we split up, Al and I ended up staying together, living together there in that place. And then Al lost his job. And when Al lost his job, it was, you know, the beginning of a a very rough patch of the American economy. And uh, that was uh, extremely hard time. He couldn't find another one. He had a job for a couple of weeks in Beverly Hills doing something or something with a production company and he lost that job. It just, it wasn't going well for him. It wasn't easy for him. And I, I was having problems at work as well. And I knew that my company was not doing well. And I, I, you know, could smell the layoffs coming and I started to get concerned. So I was paying both of our rents. What's it? Why am I telling this long story? I asked Al to leave, and I didn't do it in a way that was right. I didn't do it right because I was afraid of the confrontation. I told him, I can't, we can't afford to live here, and I, I think you should look for another place, and I will be doing the same. And he's like, if we stick together, we can do it. And I'm like, I can't really afford to pay your rent for the rest of this. It's hard for me. I can't do it, and I think I'm going to lose my job, too. And he was not as understanding as, but I understand why. He was in a rough spot too. And he could only think about what what was best for him. And what was best for him was to have somebody else to help. And I agree. It wasn't right for me. Well, it was was the right, it was the only decision really, but it wasn't great. It wasn't a good situation. And and things got ugly after that, you know, because I, I really needed to leave that place. I couldn't afford to stay there and, uh, and I couldn't afford to pay his rent and he couldn't find another job and that, it was a rough spot. I didn't feel like I could support him and I didn't feel like I was obligated to, but I was a friend. It's a rough position to be in. Anyway, Al and Roy were best friends, right? And because of how things ended with Al, eventually Al got upset. He left, he moved out. He moved in with Roy and his wife, causing strain for them. So Roy was the kind of friend who would do the thing that I wouldn't do for Al. 
which is, you know, carry him for a time. And that makes me feel very guilty. Looking back on it, it makes me feel very guilty. But I was going through some shit, that's for sure. And I, I wasn't thinking entirely straight. And I was certainly in a very challenging position and having a rough time uh, sorting it all out. It was hard. But I didn't. maybe I didn't handle it right. And I didn't make amends either. So Al, we left very on very angry terms. Al very angry with me. Perhaps Roy very angry with me. Because after that, there were no more invitations. There were no more reaching out. Uh, a lot of that group of people, they did not reach out to me after that split. After the divorce and after the split with Al, they did not reach out to me. And now all of that ended rather abruptly and un, unresolved. And I... <clears throat> and I, I left it that way. I suppose it's my, my fault. It was my responsibility to follow up and to make that right. And I didn't. I left it that way. Why did I do that? Because going through the divorce was hard enough. I think that's what it is. Thinking back, it was really difficult for me to process the divorce and the split there. And that then having this additional split was, uh, it was more than I could take at the time. And it was more than I was willing to try to take. So my, uh, my way of dealing with that was to just uh, drop it and let the relationships die and move on. And then over the course of a few years, a lot of those people moved back east and things happened. The economy, you know, the economy fucking tanked for over three years. And, and during that period, people left. People mass exit out of, out of California from the people that I know who moved out here, uh, moved west looking for a, a brighter future, whatever. There, there was a mass exodus of a lot of them. Now they all scattered around. And at this point... I lost touch with Roy and, and with Al. <clears throat> Al still lives out here. So when Roy died, uh, he's back east and Al was here. And there's a, a few people here. And those people gathered uh, the other night to, uh, to meet with each other and to talk about Roy. And I couldn't go. I wanted to go, but I couldn't go because... Because Al was going to be there, and I know how much he hates me and how angry he is with me. And I, he just lost his best friend in the world. Now, Roy was not my best friend in the world. Just somebody I was very fond of. So I, I didn't feel like I had a right to show up and, and add drama to, this, to an already very difficult situation. Was that the right decision? I'm still not sure if it was. But then when I thought about it, you know, my, my real my real reason for worrying about it was that they were going to think I didn't care. And uh, that's a little bit self-centered, isn't it? I really just wanted them to, the people that were still close with each other, to have their moment where they can grieve together without someone who they're angry with stepping in. Honestly, I don't know if we're still angry at this point. I don't know if we're still fighting. But it, it leaves me, uh, the whole point of this the processing this has led me to a point where I have to make amends. I'm tasked with making amends. I'm tasked with contacting 
Roy's widow and telling her how sorry I am and how much I, I loved him and, and, and care for her and, her and their family. And I'm, you know, sorry. I have, to, I have to do that. I have to figure out a way how to do that. And then I have to reach out to Al and tell him that I'm sorry that he lost his friend and that, that they both meant a lot to me and that I, I hadn't expressed it properly and I'm sorry that, that things ended the way they ended and all that. And it's very challenging to figure out how to do that the right way. And the truth is it could end with a rejection and that's that's okay. It cuz it really I don't know. It's got to be it it's got to be handled because it's right and it's 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 fair. It's it's and it's something that I need to do. I I do need to express that I care and and try to make this right. As right as it can be. I mean, you know, it is not water under the bridge, I'm sure, but you know, time has passed and feelings are different than they used to be. And I, I would have handled this differently in my current state. But in, in that state, I guess I did the best I could. Unfortunately, lots of times when I look back and think that I did the best I could, uh, that, that best was uh, seriously wanting. And that's... Uh, never easy to, 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 to admit. <clears throat> okay. Well, I, you know, still processing the grief and, and, and trying to figure out a way to make amends. Okay. Anyway, it's a particularly heavy set of uh, moments for me lately. And we'll see how they play out. All right. All right, April 24th. <clears throat>